Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear, the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. On Refuge Freedom Stories, we ask people to share their story with us, how Christ came into their life, their story of where they are today, and their story of where they were before that happened. And today we have Bowden, and I'm going to try to pronounce your last name. Can you do it for me? I'd love to. It's Bowden Lepatnik. Lepatnik? You got it. I did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that's how it would have sounded. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal, David. I'd like to express my appreciation for having me. This, is a, this was, came as a surprise, and I'm super glad to be here. Oh, that's fantastic. We're really happy to have you. So, Bowden, we're going to start with basically, uh, you're a Teen Challenge graduate. Yes, sir. What year did you graduate Teen Challenge? I graduated 2020, February 28th was my ceremony. Do you know the time? <laughs> uh, you know what? Pretty close. I'm, yeah. I'll never forget the speech. I'm getting that one, uh, one year token from Celebrate Recovery. Is that ever awesome? And so that is so fantastic. I also am a graduate of Teen Challenge back in 1990. So uh, we're brothers in more than one way. That's right. Yeah. So a lot has changed in your life, obviously. And I see the just the radiance of God on you. And, and just in your attitude, honestly, speaking with you earlier, and just your excitement about sharing what God has done for you and and your gratitude for what what he has done for you. So your story goes back to before you met Christ, before God became real to you. How did that start for you? You know what, Dave? My story, like everybody else, is, is a little different because I always knew about I was born in Ukraine and uh, in Eastern Europe, and uh, I was born into a very religious family. So I knew about Christ right off the bat. But like so many of us, I knew about him, but there's a big difference between you knowing that Christ and actually having a relationship, mm. right? And I think that's the difference. I got overwhelmed. I remember coming to Canada at the age of 10. At this point, everything, um, it seemed like everything worldly, like it is now more than ever, everything worldly was very appealing, very shiny. You want all these things, especially as an immigrant, right? You want the money, you want the girls, you want all this kind of stuff. Mm. So growing up, I think very much, unfortunately, I... Uh, I wouldn't say I turned away from Christ because, uh, you know, I still prayed like these kind of things, but I wasn't living. I really wasn't living. I wasn't following his teachings very much, right? Almost at all at one point. And I think that's what eventually, obviously, that's spiraled. That's when my life spiraled out of control. Uh And, uh, And yeah, absolutely. So I knew about God, but when I truly had a relationship, truly connected, was when I was absolutely broken down to... You know, hit my rock bottom 10 times over as uh, being a graphic team challenge. I'm sure you're familiar with mm-hmm. uh, when I was absolutely my lowest in the Andrew team challenge. And I started developing my relationship with Christ, started reading the Bible, started learning about it, starting to learn that you can be forgiven. Even if you're having a hard time forgiving yourself, that it's very possible that he died for the sins. Your sins mm-hmm. have been washed away. Right. You don't have to keep constantly feeling that guilt that shame and all that, that he already did that for you, right? Mm. And if, if he can forgive you, who am I not to forgive myself, you know? Yes. So I think uh, that's when, when I came up, that's when I uh, when I truly, I can say that I started having this relationship. 
when I came out of Teen Challenge. Okay, nice. And so, and for those that don't know, Teen Challenge is a is it still a twelve month program? Yes, sir. Yeah, twelve month program. So that's a uh, that's a long time, and still have the several uh, phases that you go through the program. A lot of growth happens during that period, I'm sure. Oh, it's exponential. You know, it's like a, I keep telling people, I feel like you learn more in the, in that year than you would learn normally in ten years. It's <laughs> uh, it's incredible. Like even being in a facility where there's 51 other men with you, right? The mm-hmm. power you feel like you're truly a soldier in the army of Christ, kind of thing. When you pray, the, the emotions and all that. Plus, since you're going through a very difficult time, right? Everybody, nobody goes to a place like that, a year-long rehab program when their life is fine, you have money in the bank account, and you're you're doing great, right? Yeah. You go there when you're absolutely at your worst. When you hit that rock bottom, you have no other hope and you get in there. Now, so as you start to fight that, as you start to come out of that, your brothers are right by your side and they're fighting the same demons. Mm-hmm. So you go through that, the connections you make are here to last a lifetime, right? I still talk to them daily. This, it's my support system. These guys, when I you know when I'm going through a hard time, yes. when I'm having difficult projects, I call these guys, right? Because they mm-hmm. know, very few people know that kind of struggle and can relate to that. Yeah, it's like they're, I, I myself the same. I have lifelong friends, Wayne, Wayne Flanders and a few of the guys and Bernie Gillot and just so many of them that we still connect on a regular basis in our, it's interesting how many of us are involved in ministries, full-time ministries, part-time ministries, and continuing with that walk that, you know, the vision that God gave us each and still acting and supporting each other as a family, you know, and that's again, going back to 1990. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah. But you mentioned it there. That's exactly what it is. It becomes a family. Mm-hmm. These people are close to me, closer to me than probably no other, right? because mm-hmm. you go through these challenges, you come out together, and you're there for one another. And and again, I mean, you may not uh, go to Teen Challenge, you may not be in a rehab, but you're joining the family of God. And if you get a good supportive church as well, that's what you're going to find. You're going to find that you have brothers and sisters in Christ that support you like you would have nowhere else in the world, you know? I think you nailed it, because you know what, there's many other rehab programs. And honestly, I've been to another one. I've been to another one that's not faith-based. And look at the numbers. The statistics themselves don't lie. There's a huge difference. There's an element that's not present in all the other rehabs. Mm -hmm. And that's why the success of Team Challenge happens to be so much higher, the the percentage, right? What's that element? If you were to analyze it, Right, I'm in. A, I completed the mechanical engineering school, right? So that's mm. a. I look at I look at uh, things like technically almost. Mm. What is it in this formula that's different from all the other formulas that gives you a completely different result? And that element is Christ. That element mm. is faith. And I believe the bottom line is it's the only thing that can save you, especially when you've done that. You know, when you've gone that low kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the the great redeemer that brings you back. Yeah. So you come you come in a, in a place of humility. You come to Christ in a place of humility and again, having in a place where you have to try to forgive yourself and to seek forgiveness and realize that that you can have that forgiveness from Christ. And I'm sure you went through that. I mean, you're sporting a a shirt there that's pretty, pretty cool. Can you tell? Oh, there it is. TBA. Can you tell us what that TBA stands for and what that's all about, what you're doing? 100%. The company's called Touched by Addiction. So I still had this idea when I was in Team Challenge, right? There was a, every time you hear the testimony of a fellow brother or sister, 
to get inspired how somebody could overcome such darkness and still make it out, still smile, still be happy. I remember sitting there and thinking like, how did, A, how did we share this with the world? Plus, look at the numbers. This was even before COVID, before the lockdown. The numbers were, you know, people die from especially fentanyl overdose. It's, uh, it's incredible how many daily, uh-huh. right? Now with COVID, with the lockdown, it's gone exponentially worse. So I remember thinking, how do I combine this? How do we raise awareness about addiction? How do we at the same time give back to this population? How do we even expose the world to teen challenge more, right? Because I know myself, look, I've done my research when I was uh, desperate and somehow I never heard of teen challenge or rehabs like that, mm. a similar one, right? So I wanted to kind of combine everything and at the same time, like I wanted to give back, right? And so put together a shirt and a sweater. Now we have uh, women's shirts as well. We have hats. So as I mentioned, hoodies, shirts, designed a logo, something that would very impactful, straight to the point. And with our mission, or we have two one, two missions, with our mission in mind, that we want to expose addiction. We want to talk about it. Because I know, for example, in my community, same as I know in many others, this is a very hush harsh subject. If you have, you know, somebody that's an alcoholic in your family, you never talk about it because it's embarrassing. It's shameful. And unfortunately, that's exactly how addiction thrives. It thrives in the darkness. It isolates you. Until you have nobody left, you're afraid and embarrassed to ask for help, and then it kills you. It's mm. like a predator, right? It wants yeah. to isolate you from the pack. So we want to counter that. We want to expose that. We want to expose that stigma to counter that stigma to say that it's okay to ask for help. That's okay that if I struggled with this and I overcame it, right? And uh, and then the interesting thing is people ask you. Then it leads to the question: How? Well, I have this problem. And that's where you come in and like, well, you know what? Bottom line is Christ saved me. God saved me, right? Yes. You want to tell me? And then you inform them about Teen Challenge, about the facilities that are available, the help that's out there. Mm-hmm. So that was mission number one, to expose it, to talk about it. And especially, as I said, in that much needed world. And secondly, we want to give people an opportunity that wouldn't normally have an opportunity to enter a Teen Challenge or any other rehabs. We wanted to finance their uh, their their entrance, their admission fee. Now, again, Teen Challenge is very cheap, right? It's $1,100 for an entire year to get in. This is unheard of. The, my previous rehab before that was just under $13,000, and it was for 30, 35 days. Wow. You do, you do the comparison, right? And there's yeah. a lot more expensive ones, right? So for a year, $1,100, but there's... Like the people who are talking, like a lot of these people, including myself, when you're at the end of your rope kind of thing, when you're on the street, where are you going to get $1,100? Mm-hmm. I know Teen Challenge is very good at giving people a chance. They would even take you when they want to help you. So they will take you in even if you don't have that money and work out a system. But we want we don't want that to discourage people. And we want to also give back to Teen Challenge, continue that amazing, amazing ministry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not think of the work. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's what we do. We sell clothing. And then through that, you reach out to the world. People call now nonstop. My team, so myself, Adam, Carmine, and Ryan Norella, and my best friend, Wanda, she, uh, that's kind of like our team, nonstop. People are reaching out now online, whether it's through Facebook, Instagram, through our website, and not necessarily even for them. You know, my dad has a problem. My brother is an alcoholic. My sister mm-hmm. is an addict. And we, we guide them and so forth. The need, it's, the traffic has gotten more and more. You know, it's increasing, yep. uh, increasing very much. Well, anymore today, I'm telling you, there's there's a lot of despair. There's a, a lack of hope and uncertainty in our world. And with everything that's happening with COVID and 
homelessness and, and people losing their jobs and not being able to provide for their families. There's, there's a lot of addiction and, there's, and it can be all over the map, whatever that addiction is, some way of escaping the darkness and some way of escaping the pressures, but it doesn't really work. As you and I both know that yeah. darkness cannot exist where there is light. And when the light comes into the darkness, it, it disappears. And the only light there is that can do that is the light of Christ. 100%. Amen. So, so, I mean, up to going into Teen Challenge, unless you had a good family, you knew about God, you didn't know God. Very similar to myself. Yeah. So what's changed in your life personally? I mean, obviously, you've had success with overcoming your addiction. What else? Is there other things you're learning? Oh, yeah. Like, my whole mentality changed, right? Like, my whole even uh, system, like, desires and everything like this. You know, like uh, I used to have this underdog mentality, right? And that's part of like, uh, especially if you're kind of an immigrant or, you know, you try to be, you want all those things in life that I mentioned before. You want to be cool. You want the girls. You want all this kind of stuff, right? Not to say that uh, I'm perfect and I don't suffer from, uh, you know, temptations like many of us still do, right? right? But I remember driving and seeing um, whether it's homeless people or uh, people clearly you can see that are struggling with addiction and so forth. And as they say, tripping out on the street and thinking. You're like you know what in a country like Canada where you can you work a little bit you work hard I mean you uh, you earn anything you can what's wrong with these people right that's a uh, kind of having that mentality of you know not even feeling pity you know feeling of course pity but like thinking like get yourself together man because mm-hmm. I thought at that point in my mind I thought I was invincible I yes. thought that you know what I'm too strong these people are weak. I'm too strong, nothing can touch me and so forth until I became like those people. And I think uh, I know that it's God's way of humbling me and teaching me a lesson, kind of, you know, putting me in those shoes. Because then I look back and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I used to be the guy driving by and uh, having those thoughts. And now I know that even in a country as great as Canada, you know, I was I was doing great. I was working at a new company. I just graduated mechanical engineering, working in reliability engineering. I had a beautiful girlfriend. Like we were supposed to marry. We were together for seven years. Everything seemed to be going well. I started another company to help Ukraine. It was kind of juggling things. And then a friend offered me Oxycontin. And I remember just from a little bit, it was like all my worries went away. I didn't know how to properly deal with stressful situations. And I used that as my escape. Like you mentioned escapes. That was my escape. Before you know it, like it seemed like a blink of an eye. I went from, Dave, I tell people this, I went from the top of the world to the top bunk in rehab within like a a split second. I went from celebrating New Year's one year at a chalet in Blue Mountain. Like a ski resort with you know 14 or more friends, you know, indoor swimming pool, everything like this, just having a phenomenal time to a year later being by myself in this crummy little apartment on a tiny bed by myself, going through withdrawal with my phone not ringing. Like mm. uh like within a year, 365. Wow, that's that's astounding. So, yeah, so my mind completely changed because now I feel nothing but pity for these people and I want to help. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I have this understanding of humbled myself, mm-hmm. even like even entering a place like a teen challenge to give you a job. Right. So you could yes. be laundry, janitorial. I remember going from like thinking like at that point, wrong mentality, thinking, oh, I'm a big shot. I'm an engineer. I'm this and that. Uh, and all of a sudden you're cleaning toilets and uh, for four months <laughs> straight in sinks. Yes. Know? Talk about a humbling experience. Right. And then taught me another lesson right there. You know, there's a there's a monastery in Germany. It says work is whole. Like oh. to, basically it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you do it onto Christ, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, it doesn't matter if you're a janitor, it doesn't matter if you're an engineer, as long as you're you're, you're putting in that work, you do it mm-hmm. humbly onto the Lord. It doesn't matter what. It is. So uh, completely humbled me. I'm a lot more grateful for everything mm-hmm. I have. A hundred percent. I still yeah. have my uh, work ethic. You know, I have my full-time job, Monday to Friday. Now, recently, I've uh, just started this Saturday, Saturdays and Sunday. We're building a hospital here in, a, like, a makeshift hospital mm-hmm. for, uh, for COVID patients here in Hamilton and doing this touch by addiction thing. So I, my ambition, if anything, is higher than it's ever been. Yes. But, uh, but I have a new outlook at life. I'm very, very grateful to be alive because how many people, very few, very small percent, have gone through a fentanyl addiction mm-hmm. for as long as I have and uh, have overcome it. And it's not even me, because I can't take any of the credit. It's all through the grace of God. He saved me. Many Amen. times I should have died. Amen. Like if there was one thing that you'd like to go back and tell your younger self, or something that you would leave a bit of advice for our listeners today, a uh, favorite verse or something meaningful, what would you say? I would, I would go back and I would appreciate the smaller things. I would appreciate every moment of everything God's given you. God's in charge. Maybe that would be the saying. God's in charge. All you have to be is, hold still. He's fighting for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't stress so much about every little detail, as I always did. You know, God's, uh, God's there. Just rely on him. Don't look for any other method to cope with things, but pray. Talk to God. Have a relationship with him. That would be my, my, probably my ending kind of a statement. <laughs> That's beautiful. I really appreciate you talking with us today. And I hope to talk some more with you and support what you're doing. That's a hand on your shirt. It looks like a handprint and that's your logo and TBA. That's my addiction. You're actually sending two more gentlemen to rehab on this Tuesday. That's fantastic. Is there a website? Absolutely. It's a touchedbyaddiction.ca and check it out. We have Facebook, Touched by Addiction Canada, Instagram, the whole thing. Awesome. uh, Check us out. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.